Are you thinking that you're going to check out the meteor shower that's taking place this weekend? Did you know that there was a meteor shower that you can observe this weekend? If you didn't, let's get all the details for you, how you can watch what this one is all about with our guest, who's the director at the Planetarium and Space Sciences at TELUS World of Science, Frank Florian. Frank, thanks so much for making the time. Good to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, it's great to talk to you too about this. It's an exciting event. So we're talking about the Perseid meteor shower, right? Now, I tried to to look into this one and and was thinking maybe I could try to explain exactly what this meteor shower is all about, but I think you are probably much better equipped to explain it, Frank. So what exactly is taking place, not just this weekend, um, but why is this weekend a good time to observe it? Well, the Perseid meteor shower is a uh, yearly meteor shower. It always happens in our summer months around August 12th and 13th, and it's uh, the summer's best meteor shower. You can see upwards of 100 or so meteors crossing the sky per hour uh, from a dark location during this particular meteor shower. And uh, again, it happens every year around uh, August 12th and 13th, and usually puts on a really great show with some really bright meteors, uh, which we call fireballs, really bright ones that kind of light up the sky. In fact, because it happens during the Folk Fest in the past when people were at Folk Fest here in Edmonton looking up, they'd see these kind of flashes of lights in the sky during uh, when they're out there watching the Folk Fest. And it's just a incredible experience. Uh, these meteor showers, especially this one, is just something that every time I go camping during this time of the year, people are just hooting and hollering every time they see a bright flash in the night sky. So this is something that's happening, Frank, because Earth is crossing the orbit of a comet, right? And then there's a debris cloud that takes place. So we're seeing the debris from that experience. Can you explain that? Yeah, basically the parent comet, the thing that all this debris comes from is called Swift-Tuttle. It passed by the inner solar system back in 1992, and in 1993 we got even a, a, a better shower just because there was new debris in the in the wake of that particular comet. Um, so when these comets actually near the sun, they burn off material, and they leave behind in their wake and in their orbit all this material. And it just so happens that every year around this particular date, the Earth is passing through the densest portion of that material from that comet's orbit. The comet's not there. It's way out in space right now. It won't come back until the year 2125. But again, there's stuff that it left behind that the Earth plunges through, and all these little bits of ice, uh, rock and ice burn up in the Earth's atmosphere, creating these streaks of light that we see that we call a meteor. So is this, could this be potentially a dangerous event? Should people be worried? Is there, are there certain safety precautions people should take before they watch this? No, for people here on the Earth, there's no dangers at all involved. None of these pieces ever make their way down to the surface of the Earth. Uh, we think that uh, this particular comet, uh, we think, is a carbonaceous chondrite, which is kind of a soft comet. We've got a lot of organic material in it, and uh, this stuff basically just burns up in the Earth's atmosphere. It just vaporizes and becomes uh, a sort of cosmic dust that lingers in the Earth's atmosphere, and, and that stuff sometimes gives way to these other lights we see in the nighttime sky called noctilucent clouds, these pearly blue clouds that we see in the northern sky during the summer months. But no, we don't have to worry about these things hitting us. Back in 1993, they actually canceled the shuttle mission because they thought that, you know, when you're above the Earth's atmosphere, which is our protective layer of air that protects us from all these particles raining down us, up there there's no protection. So they canceled the space shuttle flight back in 1993 during this time just so they wouldn't uh, experience anything hazardous with for the astronauts on board that space shuttle. Okay, so this is something that here on Earth is just essentially beautiful to, to watch to take in. Pretty much, yeah. People have to start looking uh, around 11 p.m. or so. The constellation of Perseus, since the name, the Perseid meteor shower, is low off towards the northeastern part of the sky. 
in the around 11 p.m. or so. And as the night goes on, Perseus raise, uh, goes higher in the sky, and all the meteors will seem to radiate away from the constellation of Perseus and go every which way. So it starts off the night uh, around 11 p.m. when you start seeing some of the upper atmospheric uh, meteors uh, skirting the upper atmosphere, I guess. Uh, and then when it gets higher, that's when you start seeing a lot more of it. It just so happens that the peak of the shower it happens uh, in the early evening, or I should say late evening. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning or so. But it's an opportune time for us to actually get out there and actually see a lot of these meteors crossing the sky. So, Frank, what I've been reading, too, is that because there's a new moon that's taking place on August 16th, it's going to make the skies extra clear this weekend so that we can observe that. Is that right? You bet, yeah. The moon itself, just like city light pollution, isn't good for viewing meteor showers. The moon's light is also not good for watching meteor showers, just because all the extra light in the in the sky washes out all but the brightest meteors. So uh, with uh, the moon itself just being a waning crescent phase, it'll be up in the early morning sky before the sun comes up as a thin crescent, but there's not that much light uh, being uh, uh, emitted by it or reflected by the moon that uh, our sky itself, for much of the evening, will be very, very dark, allowing us to actually get to see a lot of the fainter meteors as well. So you should be able to see a lot of meteors over this weekend uh, as part of the, the Perseid meteor shower because the moon's light's not going to interfere. And again, if you're in the city, you probably still want to kind of shield yourself away from bright city lights, okay. uh, get some trees around you. If you can get out into the country somewhere, that's all the better. The current conditions for sky uh, are supposed to be clear on Saturday night. So uh, if you get a clear sky and you get find a nice dark location somewhere, you probably will be able to see a lot of these meteors crossing the sky. So Saturday of this weekend around 11 p.m., go out into the country. That's going to be the best way that you can observe this. Yeah, basically from about 11 p.m. right till sunrise uh, is uh, the best time. You never know exactly when it's going to put on that great show. Um, you know, you can be outside for like uh, 20 minutes and don't see anything or maybe see one. And then you go in the house and all of a sudden you hear that somebody else is outside and that they saw it like rain. It, it, you know, it really, the material is so sporadic in its orbit that you don't know exactly when all this stuff's going to come raining down on the Earth. So sometimes you can get like three meteors in a row. Sometimes you've got to wait five minutes. You know, it, it really all depends. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason exactly why you'd see a meteor at one time over another time. But again, we're going through uh, this orbit, and this is the densest portion of the material that we're going to be passing through now. Although you can see Perseid meteors a few weeks before and a few weeks after the peak, it's during the peak that you see the most number of meteors associated with this particular meteor shower. So if you're going out and you're looking at the peak, Frank, is it coming from all directions? Again, it's going to be radiating away all these meteors. If you take their, their paths across the sky and work backwards, they all take you back to the constellation of Perseus, the slayer of Medusa. And that constellation, that grouping of stars, is just below a W-shaped pattern of stars off towards the northeast called Cassiopeia, the, the queen. And if you can find that W-shaped pattern off towards the northeast in the early evening, just look below that, and there's a curl of stars which forms part of the constellation of Perseus. And all the meteors will seem to move away from that point in the sky, but realizing again that the sky is going to be rotating and Perseus will get higher and higher in the sky as the night goes on and by morning before the sun comes up Perseus is almost like right overhead with the meteors moving from that point directly overhead coming down in all directions. Frank, thanks so much for making the time to explain this. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, keep looking up there. Uh, you never know what you're going to see. Yeah, sounds good. Take care. Take care, you too. That's Frank Florian, Director of the Planetarium and Space Sciences at TELUS World of Science, talking about the Perseid meteor shower.